I want I want just to take just a minute, guys, and um, you know we're pretty we're pretty transparent around here. What you kind of see is what you get, and and um, I just want to share just one one moment with you. I told Virginia I'd take a minute from her, so somebody start sixty seconds. Um, there's some of us that have had some issues in our life, some health issues. There's some of you that have. I just want to encourage you to keep fighting, okay? Uh, Don't quit. Don't give up. And it's real coming to me because, you know, I can stand up here and and a lot of times you can see me and say, oh, he's doing good. He looks good. You know, I've had people say, you look good. You look good. I'm like, ooh, can I record that? That sounds good. Yeah. You know, I like that. You know, we like that. But it's not the outside. It's what's going on in the inside. And I just want to give you a real quick update. I'm not 100%. I'm struggling because I want to be. And I want to encourage you that if you're there and you keep struggling, keep struggling. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. You know, when they when they first when I first had my heart attack, you know, I've had a lot of people say, wow, you know, I guess you had a, 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 a little heart attack. And I was like, how do you say it wasn't little? I almost died. God saved my life. You know, and that's really what happened. But I just want you guys to know, and I want to be transparent to you. Keep praying for us, and we keep praying for you. And and I'm going to keep, uh, my heart is going to be restored. I mean, if we, were at, if we were at 24% and now it's at 48% or whatever, there's some growth that's there. But I'm not all the way there yet. And I, I find myself wanting to do more than what I probably can do or being tired when I shouldn't be tired. And I'm thinking, man, you know, that's that's not me because I'm usually, if those of you that know me, I'm the Energizer Buzzy Bunny and I'm going and I'm going and I'm going. So now all of a sudden I'm having to change my lifestyle and change some things. Next week's important to have Mark Sherwood. Uh, Mark not only uh, is is strong, and that's what he's not here for that, but he's here for his health. And I think it's something we all need to be. It's hard because when you deal with that, then you got health issues, and then my deal is to change my health issues. So we're walking, we're growing, and I just want you guys to know that it, that we're still struggling, we're still working, walking through those things. I don't find myself as 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 strong. I, the doctor said if I need to rest, rest. If I need you know, if I got pain, quit, quit. But they've moved me from the 10th to the 17th, and I wanted to get it done. So I'm just going to believe and trust in the Lord. But I want to encourage everybody here to keep fighting the good fight of faith. Don't give up. And that's not just your health, but even your spiritual, even your being set free in those things. And also wanted to, to say thank you to a wonderful woman of God. Uh, Virginia last week preached. And let's just give her a great big applause and come on up. Because she's going to share the word of God today. Everybody say, word up. (laughs) Everybody's got their word up. You know, I'm the one that doesn't preach a normal sermon. You do know that. So don't expect normal today. It will not be. Last Sunday, I preached on the reality of the supernatural. And this is just a continuation of it. And it may have been a lot for you to understand if you were here last week. 
But I'm here to tell you everything I told you last week was true, and everything I'm going to tell you today is true. God is looking for people who long to be in his presence, who long to come into his courts, who long to go into the throne room of God and get mercy and help in time of need. The Bible encourages us to take free access to come into the spiritual realm. You may not have even ever thought about this. But I've not only thought about it, I've done it time and time again. Psalm 104 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name. Where do you think his courts are? In heaven, okay? We don't go seeking after angels. We don't look for a trance. We don't try to predetermine where we're going to go. We just make ourselves available by faith for the Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do with us. So if you're not, we're not here last week, this may seem a whole lot different to you. But I'm teaching you that the spiritual realm is actually more real than the one you're living in, than the physical realm. And we're supposed to access it, not the New Agers. They have been stealing that from the body of Christ. We were created with five natural senses. You all agree with that? We can see, hear, taste, touch, and smell. But God also gave you five spiritual senses to see, hear, taste, touch, and smell in the spirit realm. When we get up in the morning, you don't have to tell your lungs to breathe. You don't have to open your eyes and think, I'm going to manipulate my eyes so I can see now. You don't uh, worry about tasting your breakfast because you'll be able to taste it, right? We don't think about any of this. Those are your natural senses. But it's not like that with your spiritual senses. You need to get this. Here's the scripture. Hebrews 5, 13 to 14 tells us, For everyone who partakes of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Have you not ever wondered what heaven is like, or the throne room, or his heavenly courts, or angels, or his courtyard, or buildings, mountains, rivers, trees? And it just goes on and on. When we die, we are carried right into the presence of God. And I guarantee you on that day, you will see the throne of God. And according to Revelation 4, you're going to see four living creatures. And if I were to explain them all to you, you'd think, whoo, they are different. And you'll see a rainbow. It goes over the throne. 
and a sea of glass like crystal. <clears throat> we'll be looking at the glory, and we'll see Jesus in all his glory as the Son of Man. And we'll see the Ancient of Days, our Father God. We'll see the golden streets and the beautiful mansions, and angels will be everywhere you look. And it'll be glorious and heavenly up there, filled with unbelievable things. But right now, today, this very moment, you and I have five spiritual senses, and that includes spiritual eyes. I've already told you last week in Matthew 4.17 that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. People have read that for all of my years until lately, thinking, okay, it's coming. No, it came. When Jesus said it's at hand, he meant that. And Luke 17, 21, he said, the kingdom is in your midst. It's within you. And Hebrews 4, 16, I gave you the scripture last week. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Where do you think that throne of grace is? What? It's in heaven. Are we invited to do this? Absolutely. We've read right over it all these years. You are citizens of heaven, invited to come boldly before the throne of grace. Is that right? How many of you are doing that? Then how could it not be possible for you to taste, touch, smell, and hear and see what heaven has to offer now? This may be a new thought for some of you. Just hold on. Matthew seven eleven says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children... How much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? So how many of you are asking for heavenly revelation? Well, no wonder you don't have it. You've got to ask. I've gone into the heavenlies. Many, many, many times. I have traveled to other countries in the heavenlies. I've traveled to other states with the Holy Spirit leading me all the way. And let me say, don't ever try to access God's kingdom without the Holy Spirit. I didn't have an automobile or a plane or a ship. But I traveled in space just like you can do. And that kind of travel is quick. I told you last week I, have had, I had heavenly encounters from 2006 to 2007. And I'm just now able to talk about them and, and tell you about them because they were so personal so they were just mine and I wasn't I wasn't even going to share them I didn't even share them with Eric and Shelley or, or Jerry for quite a while and they haven't 
they have, they've only seen a few of them. So today I'm going to give you some more accounts of the encounters I had. And you can decide whatever you want to. But I know I was there. I was in the heavenlies. <clears throat> my body was here. And I was writing in my journal as it happened. That was pretty awesome. So this encounter took place on March 31st, 2007 at 6.25 a.m. Usually it was earlier than that. Now, <clears throat> I, I usually talk to God a little bit before. It didn't always happen. But this time I said, good morning, Lord Jesus, Father God, Holy Spirit. Come be with me. I call to you and you answer me and you show me great and mighty things I do not know. Thank you for your answers. Thank you for spending time with me. Thank you for manifesting yourself to me, for taking me into revelations of you, for supernatural visits, Lord. Thank you. I love you, Lord. And I hear the words. There's my spiritual sense. I hear the words. Take my hand, daughter. And come high into the heavenlies with me. Come and see. Come and know. Come and do. We go fast. Fast through earth's atmosphere, the second heaven. Smoke gets into my nostrils as we go through the second heaven. Then we break out into glorious light. It's so bright, it's blinding, it's beautiful, it's everywhere. God, what is this? It's my power. How can I move through all this power? I want you to know I was always questioning in all of these adventures. I was always trying to find out what was going on. He said, because I'm holding your hand. Okay, I said. As we go, I look back, and I see that we made a pathway through the light. I said, God, your power and you are light, and I just went through both. Yes. Now we are approaching the door of Revelation 4. I told you about this door last week. It's a horizontal door. The one I go through every time is a horizontal door. You may not go through one like that, but this says, Revelation 4, 1, After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, Come up here. Did you get that? We are invited. Come up here, and I'll show you things which must take place after this. And we go through the door, and into a huge ballroom, off the ballroom, is a room I have not seen before. It's a room of prayers and prayers. The angels are reading the prayers into the air, and I see the words in the room. Some words sit on the furniture, some sit on the floor, some are in the space between the floor and the ceiling. The words are like alive. And they move around and they fill up this room. And then I realize they go through the walls and into other rooms. Now I see them everywhere. All of heaven is full of these words. These are words of faith, words of declaration, words of decrees, words of petitions. These words are over the heads of the people. They're on their arms and their feet and they're in the atmosphere. They're on the floor. They're in the grass, in the water, in the lightning, in the thunder, in the rainbow, in the colors. 
words, prayer words, are everywhere, saturated, filled. Why have I not seen these before? He says, because today I've opened your eyes afresh and anew to see revelations you could not comprehend before. I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know, so you can know, and you can show others. You're called to speak and teach and declare my revelations. Do it in the power of my light. Come and sit in my light every day. It will bathe your heart and soften all the hard spots. It will fill you with my electric love and my soothing, calming, healing, and peace. And it will retune, refire, reignite thought processing. And it will make you fresh and anointed and powerful. Rest in my light today. It is my power. Let it fill you up like a pitcher needing filled. Receive my light and you will understand the white power dots you see are my white light. I had another experience with the white lights. Did you notice you were invited to come up? Did you all get that? Did you notice God opened my eyes to see something on this trip that I had not seen before? He wants to do that with all of us. Did you notice the words of our prayers are all over heaven? When God shows you these things, you can know how powerful your prayers really are. So if you're praying and, and you feel like your, your prayers are hitting the ceiling, they're not. They're going right on into heaven and the angels are reading them and those words are just floating around all over heaven. Your words, your, power, your prayers are powerful. A very thin veil separates the natural realm and the spiritual world. Do you know how close you are to the spiritual realm right now? Just because you've never seen it does not mean it's not there. And you are very close. I want to make it clear, I was not even trying to. I was not even trying to have an encounter. I didn't even really know what was going on. For the first probably six months, I was thinking, oh, my word, I don't know what's going on. And I told you last week, I wish somebody had preached the sermon to me so I would have known. This is all right. This is good. This is of God. Sometimes God will let you peek behind the veil quickly, and you'll get a little bitty picture for just a second, and you think, well, that's an angel, and then boom, it's gone. That's happened to me many, many times. It is biblical for angels to visit people with messages. Hebrews 13.2 says, Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by so doing some have unwittingly entertained angels so why would god bring revelation through an angel well hebrews 1 14 says are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation are you going to inherit salvation yes so i gave you 12 places in the bible last week where god moves supernaturally in the old and new testament But the great cloud of witnesses, those saints who have gone on before us, and you are a saint whether you like that word or not, they are looking at us to our generation because they are not here on the earth anymore. They've already gone. And I used to think that cloud of witnesses wasn't the saints, but it is. 
the great cloud of witnesses in, in heaven, if they, they just received supernatural revelation. Well, the people in the Old Testament and New Testament received this, this revelation from God all the time. And if they got it, what about us? So if the super, supernatural revelation is not for me and it's not for you, and the cloud of witnesses are already gone, then who's going to have or need these revelations now? We do. God's not finished with us. So this is another encounter. It took place on August the 1st, 2006, and I wrote in my journal. Now this is, I just probably, this is one of the very first ones that I had. I said, in you I live and move and have my being, and I see myself stepping into you. And everywhere I go, I'm hidden because I'm in you. You've overtaken me. I am invisible and you are visible. We switched. He said, you cannot see me until you come into me. Jesus takes hold of me, and then I realize he must be Holy Spirit, but he looks like Jesus. That happened time and time again, I'm going to tell you. The Holy Spirit looks like Jesus. And away we go, traveling fast, just he and I in the outer space. After a while, we hold hands and we fly with our arms outstretched, breathing, but no air. How can that be? I'm totally at peace because I totally trust the Holy Spirit. We go by other planets. He turns loose in my hand and I'm flying on my own. I'm looking at stars and planets. How awesome is this universe? I'm having a great time. I get in many different positions, but yet I just keep flying no matter what position I'm in. I'm going a really fast pace. Holy Spirit laughed at me, and I just joined him. I'm so happy, protected, and loved. And suddenly what looked like a large planet looms in front of us. It's glowing and bright. It's brighter than anything I've ever seen. We are descending. We're traveling through glory as we descend. It's thick and heavy, and it smells good. It's a lot of glory. It seems to come from the planet into the atmosphere above the planet for miles and miles. It's actually yellow in color. We go through, and it's as though it opens up as we come to let us pass through, and then it closes behind us, and it feels heavy on me, sweet-smelling. Oh, I'm smelling something. And like it's full of information. If I had a cord and I could plug it in, the glory would download God. I could feel the knowledge, the wisdom, the revelation inside the glory. Suddenly there's a coat made out of the glory for me, and Holy Spirit puts it on me. I am not me. It's no longer me who lives, but Christ Jesus. It's a long flowing coat. Two or three feet extends behind me as I walk. And it reflects the light, and it moves as I move, and it's as though this coat of glory is alive. The buttons are diamonds, huge ones. A gold veil comes over my face, and now I'm all glory. I'm shining and alive, and I'm seeing all kinds of things. Someone is coming toward me. It's an angel with wings. I say that with wings because a lot of the angels do not have wings. He takes my hand, and instantly I'm in a closed space. It's like a library with file cards. Oh, God, there's a card for me, and my name is on it. 
I'm frightened to look. Everything I did and everything I ever thought is in that file. He has grades on it. Sometimes it was excellent. Other times it was needs more help. Sometimes it was needs more time. And sometimes it said not yet complete. God never said I failed. He never referred to me failing at all on any of the files. The angel takes me by the hand again, and I'm at another place. It's red and liquid, and I don't know what to make of it. He takes me into it, and I come out white. Now my gold robe is white. My skin's white. My hair is white. My shoes are white. My skin feels squeaky clean, and he takes me into it. I said that. Now I know it was the blood of Jesus' room. Then two angels come, one with each hand. They lead me to a scary place, or anyway, it was scary to me. We're up high, and it's many hundreds of feet to the surface below. And the angels told me to jump, and someone would catch me. Now, for me to jump, that's pretty miraculous, but I did. I jumped. My heart was in my mouth, and just before I crashed, I am caught in the arms of a huge angel. I believe it's Michael. He's stern and strong, and he gently places me on the surface, and it's glass. Then I look close, and I'm face down on it, and I see the people, millions of them, all kinds, all nations, running to and from all over. What is this? Ah, it's the sea of glass. What a view of the world below magnified, so I could even make out the faces. Revelation 4, 6 says, Before the throne, there was a sea of glass like crystal. Then I start to cry for those who've turned away from God. I hear the words, My people perish for lack of knowledge. Hosea 4, 6. Will you tell them? Will you give them my knowledge? Yes, Lord, yes. And boom. I'm back in my upstairs bedroom in an instant. You did notice that I could fly without wings, didn't you? And I didn't have oxygen attached to me. And maybe you felt a little bit of the excitement when I jumped and landed in what I believe was Michael the Archangel's hands. And then I looked into the crystal sea. Did you catch the scripture of my people perish for lack of knowledge? Actually, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm giving you some knowledge some of you have never heard. I realize this was a long encounter. It sounds long as I read it to you, but when I was there, it was like it was a moment. It's my overwhelming desire that you understand this is for you as well as me. I'm not some special person that God just picked out and said, okay, we're going to do all these wonderful things. Every Christian is a supernatural being because the Holy Spirit lives in you and in me. And did you notice that every encounter, you, can't, you only saw th- or heard about three last week and three this week. You don't know that. But every encounter is different. It's just like God is trying to teach me something every time I went. So it wasn't like, okay, come and we're going to have fun and games. He was teaching me the word. 
These encounters have been so life-changing for me. Now, in 2016, there's many, many believers that are being taken into the third heaven. They're having angelic visitations. They're having visions and dreams and trances and all of the supernatural things that we read about in the Bible. But in 2006, there wasn't much out there. So I was kind of, I felt like on my own. The Bible encourages us to set our minds on things above where Christ is seated. Colossians 3, 2 says, set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on the earth. Do you think we do that? It's so easy, isn't it? It's so easy to set our mind on what we see and hear right down here. But really, that spirit realm is more real than the world you live in. It's very easy to get sidetracked. We get caught up in the temporary world, but we're told to set our minds on the eternal. One more encounter. And this one, I just heard the words. There's my hearing. Take my hand. Hold very tight. Here we go. We simply rise standing vertical. We will ascend to the Father and the Son. That's exciting and frightening. Now I look down at buildings and canyons and rivers and highways and cars and people and churches, and now I'm in space above the clouds, and the clouds look like snow. Now they're no longer visible. We go through second heaven fast. There are angels and chariots now surrounding us. Now we are approaching the planet of light, overwhelming light, blinding light. I know I've been here before. We walk through the gate. It's a huge pearl. Angels are outside. Angels and people are inside. Oh, God, I see my brother. He's smiling and he's happy and he runs to me and he hugs me, which is not anything he did on earth. And then he's gone. And now I'm feeling electricity in the air in me and I'm shaking. And we walk into this room and Father God's on the throne. But I can't see him clearly because there's so much light. And the lightning and the thunder are loud. And Jesus is seated at his right hand in a throne of blue and purple and gold and red. He's dressed in white with gold sashes, and he has on gold sandals, and he smiles at me. He knows I'm shaking. Angels are holding me up. There's too much power for me to stand. I cannot even think. I am undone. Gold, yellow gold mist settles over Jesus, and the Holy Spirit steps up, and Jesus hands him this cloak. It's a robe of many colors. He says, I have many anointings. And I've been confused about which one I am. He says, you have all these anointings, and now you're going to know which one is for which person, for which church, for which nation. Holy Spirit is wrapping the robe around me, putting a gold sash on it, just like the one Jesus is wearing. I'm a mass of tears, and like I am jelly, but the angels hold me up. I close my eyes. I see the red and the gold and the orange. These colors are in my robe. 
And I just see them again and again and again. And then I realize there is a lion standing beside me. Angels are still holding me up. I said, what is this lion? He says, new authority. He puts new sandals on my feet. They are gold and silver. He says, these are tried in the fire and purified. They will cause me to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. He says it's a season to experience glory, not just talk about it, but live in it. I say, oh God, that's my desire. I know there are more colors to the robe, but I only see red, gold, and orange right now. Now he touches my head, and I feel a heavy covering come on me, but I cannot see it, but I feel it. And when I put my hand above my head, I feel the anointing of this covering. He says, now you're fully clothed, now you're fully equipped, now you're fully anointed. Do the things I did on earth. Teach and speak the things I did on earth. Walk and see the things I did on earth. Be my eyes, be my ears, be my hands, be my mind, be my heart, be my person. You are mantled in light. Nothing can penetrate my light. You are protected. You are assigned. You are changed. And as quick as this encounter came, it ended just as quick. I'm sure you noticed that my only other sibling, my brother, who died in 1989, was there. And he knew he was my brother. And I knew he was my brother. You will know your family when you get there. And your family will know you. Did you notice I had a robe of many colors, just like Joseph? And I was mantled with light. I have been told that the food in heaven is made of light, but it tastes like marvelous. Did you notice that Jesus commissioned me to do what he did on earth? And he has done the same for each one of you. Did you catch the scripture in Psalm 91? That we trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. You know, Moses could communicate face to face, then we can press in for that. You know, Peter walked on the water. And there was, I was going to give you one like that. I, I walked on the water at Jesus. He was on a chariot. In the water. I didn't even hardly feel the water. Why does rational thinking overtake our minds and rule out supernatural encounters? He may do it differently with you than he did with me, but every encounter I had pressed into my soul, and now years later, they still move me even to tears as I read and remember them. So I would like for you to confess any ways you put God in a box. You hold, you hold on to wrong beliefs and that limit what he can do and what the revelation that he can bring. And then set some time aside every day to just be with him. Just be with him and tell him how you feel today and tell him that you love him and worship him and just say, I'm here. I'm here. If there's anything you want to show me, I want to go. 
you'll have sweet, sweet, wonderful, exciting, great adventures in the spirit realm. And I'm telling you, it'll boost your faith off of the charts. And you'll be drawn into a deeper intimacy with God. That's the whole purpose. That's the whole purpose of going into the spiritual realm. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for each person who was here today, for all who are listening online. I'm asking you to seal this sermon in their heart by the blood of Jesus. And I'm asking you to make these words come alive for them as they spend time with you. In Jesus' name, amen. I know some of you were here last week and you came up, but... Those of you that would be interested in having encounters with God, I want you to come up here and just make a line, and I'm going to pray, pray a prayer of activation over, over all of you as a whole so it won't be taking a whole bunch of your time. Then I'll just go by and lay hands on you to be activated. Come on up, come on up, real quickly. I guess it's okay if we kind of go around the whole room (laughs) or just stand behind one. Let's do two lines. We'll do two lines. If you guys are in the front, just step up a little bit more right here. Give Pastor Virginia just room to step in there. And then we'll have another line. Terry, you, you can start that next line that's back there just so she can get to one line and then the other. You know, we're more apt to do things in the natural than we are the things in the spiritual. But you two-thirds spiritual being. Your soul and your spirit are spiritual beings. And your physical body is a natural being. But we spend 99% in our natural mind instead of the spiritual mind. You're not going to receive anything wacky. You're not going to receive anything weird, although it may be uh, what the Bible calls peculiar, okay, different, and begin to experience that. The supernatural is so real. So let's just begin to experience that. Let's just receive that today. Heavenly Father, I thank you for each person that's come today to receive activation into the supernatural. I ask that you open the heavens over them to your voice in a greater way. I speak healing over hope deferred and any wounds that have kept them from pursuing you. God, clear away the slate and bring a fresh new anointing in your presence. Bring your power and your love. Open visions, dreams, prophetic words, supernatural encounters, and third heaven experiences. But most of all, Lord, draw us all closer to you, to know you better. I activate all that each person has been given from you, Lord, whether they know they have these gifts or not. I fan into flame the spiritual gifts in you. In Jesus' name, amen.
And I want you to say this. I believe. I receive. Now. In Jesus' name.